Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. Let's pray before we get into today's broadcast on Breakthrough for Your Family. Father, we thank you for this wonderful time, and we submit ourselves to you. We're asking for a spirit of faith. We're asking for an authentic spirit of faith to come upon us that we will believe and believe and believe that you hear our prayers And every prayer counts. And we thank you in Jesus' name. By the way, if you're not aware, I've written a new book called Strike the Mark, Powerfully Targeted Prayers for Victory and Breakthrough. And you can get that in the month of May at jamesgall.com. And when you go there, and you can get it, yes, at Amazon and Barnes & Noble or wherever books are sold. But if you go to jamesgall.com, you will also get 12 free daily devotionals, videos that are about five minutes in length. You'll get them 12 days in a row, and each one matches a chapter in the new book, Strike the Mark. So, hey, we've already prayed, and this theme for this particular broadcast is Breakthrough for Your Family. How many of you want to see victory and breakthrough for your family? How many of you need the intrusion of God's glorious presence to strike the mark in your family? Well, I have, I do, and I'm sure I will in the future. But I want you to know this. God is not a respecter of persons. God is an equal opportunity employer God. And what he does for others, he will do for you. So, hint. Don't get jealous of what God is doing in someone else's life or family, but rather know that even if glorious things are happening somewhere else, that has not lessened the amount of what the power of God is for you, because God's presence and His power are available at all times. Okay, so some theme verses for us come from Joshua chapter 24, verse 15, the very tail end where it reads, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I want you to make a declaration with me 
out loud right where you're at. I tell you, there's a lady named Doris, perhaps, and you're at your kitchen right now, and you're listening to this, and faith is going to come upon you. Elizabeth, faith is going to come upon you. Amanda, faith is going to come upon you. Uh, uh, um, Alexandra and uh, Samuel and and Michael, and of course, there's a lot of Michaels, and there's an uh, Eckhart or something like that, and faith is going to come upon you for your family, because I am declaring right now intervention. I am decreeing a spirit of faith like a blanket is going to fall on people for their families for such a time as this. So, Joshua chapter 24, verse 15 talks about, as for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. Another verse would come from the exchange of Peter, the apostle, and Cornelius, which comes from a Greek background. Oh my gosh, now I get it. I had a dream this morning where I'm talking to a Greek family. I could not figure out this dream. And Cornelius is a Greek family background, and Peter, from a different ethnic background, is called to Cornelius's house by angelic visitation, by the leading of the Holy Spirit on both ends, and Cornelius and the, the, the display and the preaching of the gospel, and Cornelius and his whole house comes to faith. And this morning, I have this dream where I am interacting with Greece. I am interacting with a Greek family. I speak right now a Holy Spirit invasion into the Greek Orthodox Church. I speak an invasion into Greece as a nation. I say that even places where some have written off that the stronghold of religion is too strong, I say, no, it's not. Because listen to this, some of these uh, romantic, as it were, uh, ethnic background nations like Italy and Greece and and Spain and France and, and countries like that, I tell you, they sometimes they have a culture of honor. And I speak that when one comes to the Lord, the whole family will come to the Lord. And I see right now, I already see families coming to faith as it was the exchange in Acts chapter 10 and Acts chapter 11, a new apostolic movement occurring amongst families already with a culture of honor, and particularly like Cornelius, from a Greek background, and I speak family salvation, where it reads, you and your household shall be saved. Wow, this is pretty awesome. Well, let me tell you a couple of stories from my own family background on breakthrough for your family. Well, I remember in my mother's side of the house, they were people of faith. But I remember on, on the Burns, they were Scotch, Irish, English. And then but I remember on my father's side of the house, the Gaul, it did not appear that there was people of faith. My daddy was actually kicked out of the house when he was 12 years old, got a sixth grade education, and was actually homeless for a while, and then later went to live with one of his aunts who helped to raise him. And there was a lot of isolation and offense and hurt that was in the Gaul family tree that I knew. My dad was the oldest of seven kids, and believe me, none of them knew Jesus in that period of time. 
But when my dad and my mom got married, my mother was a prayer warrior. My mother started praying for Wayne, my dad. I remember later in life, my daddy then was no longer just a church member. He met Jesus. And I actually got to water baptize my earthly father. Guys, that was no little deal coming from a Methodist church background. And I got to water baptize my father, pray for him. And it was amazing. But not only that, I can't say that I saw all the golf tree come to faith, but one by one, one of the brother's wife came to the Lord, and she became an evangelist, and my mother was the intercessor. And one by one, at least five of the seven ended up coming to faith that I know of, and maybe the other two did as well, because we don't know for sure sometimes, do we? But where there was no history of salvation, there became an entrance. And it all began where? With the prayer of a godly mother, of a prayer of a godly wife who believed. As for me, oh, but you say, but that's supposed to be the head of the house. Well, guess what? God will honor any believer, and a believing spouse can sanctify her spouse. A believer, okay, yes, can affect the entire lineage and legacy. And I believe my mother's prayers helped open the doors to a a sister-in-law that got saved, who really became an evangelist, and who started giving tracts and preaching the gospel to to one by one, and her husband got saved, and and then another one of my uncles got saved and filled with the Spirit and a part of an Assembly of God church, and, and on and on and on. And so, where there was no salvation, there was salvation. Breakthrough in family. Well, let me tell you another story. Breakthrough in family. Many of you know that Michael Ann, my late wife, that we were barren. It was impossible for us to have kids. But in the second year of our marriage, the Lord gave me a dream, and He said, "You'll have a son. His name will be called Justin." But I had no. We had no idea at that time that we needed that dream. That it was impossible for us to have children. We prayed. We prayed. We prayed. We waited. We prayed. We did tests. We did every medical approach that was available, and we still came up with nothing. But we persisted. We persisted. And through dreams, angelic visitations, and miraculous, glorious intrusion called breakthrough and victory, God changed barrenness into fruitfulness. And we who could not have children ended up with four miracle children. You say, well, that's a really great story. Yes, it is. Because guess what? This last Christmas, when I had my four kids, their spouses, and at that time, seven little grandchildren running around. Was it hectic? Yes. Was it a delight? Yes. And an epiphany, a dawning, I looked at these grandkids, and I go, in my knower, I went, oh my goodness, they wouldn't even be here. 
these glorious little rascals, <laughs> these glorious, wonderful grandchildren, they would not even be here if it hadn't been for the first miracle, the second miracle, the third miracle, the fourth miracle. And you say, what? I'm saying that your miracle has in it the seed of multiplication. And when you get a breakthrough into your family, whether it's salvation or healing of barrenness, a financial change from poverty to abundance, when a breakthrough happens in your family, there is a seed of multiplication in it. The seed of multiplication ends up being so far, at least seven grandchildren, four married kids, and establishing something called a godly lineage and legacy. This is a breakthrough for your family. What God did for the Gall family, what God did for the James Gall family, God can do for you. Well, let me also just give you a little teaching. And this would come from my book, Prayer Storm, where I have a chapter on praying your family into God's family. And I got about 10 points, but let me give you three of those. How do you pray for your family anyway? And the compliment material would be in my new book, Strike the Mark, Powerfully Targeted Prayers for Victory and Breakthrough. So praying your family into God's family, what are some key points? One, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he sends laborers into the field. You say for your family? Absolutely. Pray to the Lord of the harvest that he releases authentic, abandoned, passionate witnesses across your family members. It could be in a boss. It might be a fellow worker. It could be at the gas station. It might be at a restaurant. But just call on the Lord of the harvest to release laborers across every one of your family members. Another key is this. It's found in the book of Jeremiah, where he promises that he will take the heart of stone and will make it into a heart of flesh. So I want you to speak over the condition of the heart of your family tree. Speak over the condition of your spouse, over your children, over your grandchildren, and speak over them and say, I declare that you have a heart of flesh of which you receive the seed of God's word implanted that will not return void, but will bear fruit. How about another prayer point? And that would be out of the book of John where it says that the Holy Spirit will convict us concerning sin, righteousness, and judgment to come. So, pray for the spirit of conviction to fall, because you don't know you're lost until you know you're lost. So, you don't know you need to be saved until you know you're lost. That takes the spirit of conviction concerning sin, concerning righteousness, and eternity. So, there's three prayer points from Scripture. Pray to the Lord of the harvest. Pray for a heart of stone to be turned to a heart of flesh. And pray for the spirit of conviction to fall. Well, let me go now to some Q&A for you on this subject of breakthrough for your family. A question comes from Elsa from New York. How do you pray for your young children? 
Wow, that's really, really, really good. Well, you pray for them like those points I've already pointed out. You pray the Lord of the harvest. You pray for their heart of stone to be turned to a heart of flesh. And you pray for the spirit of conviction of sin. One of the things you could do in praying for your children is for dreams. Ask God to give them dreams in the night. Ask the Holy Spirit as you perhaps put them to bed, maybe tell them a story. Sometimes I want to give you a hint. Do the fun, you know, storybook stories with your kids. But also, tell them God stories. Tell them stories about angels. It's true. But make it fun. Make it real because it is real. And help them to believe that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So how do you pray for your young children? Pray that they will have dreams. Pray that they will have some good friends. Because the circle they run with will greatly influence their lives. Believe me, I prayed regularly for my kids to have good friends. And I prayed for dreams and visions and them to have their own God encounters. And we would tell stories. We didn't only tell fairy tales. We told angel tales. We told, look at the stars and dream. And dream and look upon the star, not just starlight, star bright, first star I've seen tonight, but teach them to look at the stars and dream and cast a prayer about dreams. Well, there's a lot of ways to pray for your children, and one of them especially is to pray that they have two or three really good friends. So, Hamilton has asked a question. How do you pray for an estranged husband that you know is bound by the enemy? Thank you so much, because that is really important, particularly in the society and the day in which we live. Yes, I tell you, the Bible says in 1 Peter that the prayer and or it says the righteous conduct of a believing, in particular, wife, without a word can win their spouse or their husband. So, one of the things I want to encourage you in is simply the Word of God. I want to encourage you, this isn't just prayer, it is action. It's how you live your life. If your job is to change your spouse, forget it. What? Yes. Your goal is to love your spouse. And tell, I'm going to tell you something. There's a reason you married that person. And there was probably something you loved about them. You might not be able to remember it right now because of hurt, because of abuse. But I'm going to just speak to your deep place. There's a reason you really love that husband, that wife. You really love them. Go back to that sweet place because faith works through love. Go back to the place of love. I know it's hard. I know. But go back to the sweet place of love. Faith works through love. And you will have faith for your spouse. And it isn't then as much you don't. It's not preaching to your spouse. It's living a life 
of godliness and praying behind the scenes. Now, it's also okay in a boundaried manner to enlist others, two or three, to be covenant prayer partners called friends with you to pray for your marriages. Listen to me, please. You need to do this because you need the encouragement that comes by having some trusted prayer friends. So how do you pray for an estranged husband that you know is bound by the enemy? Well, you know, you don't always have to get the name of the stronghold. You already know what it is, whether it's lust or it's greed, it's pornography or whatever it is. But I want to tell you this, bless them with the opposite spirit. See whatever that stronghold is that they're bound to and release the opposite. Release generosity instead of greed. Release and purity. They will be they will be overwhelmed with holiness and purity and the love of God. And release the opposite spirit instead of hate and bitterness. Release forgiveness. By the way, forgiveness is a key of spiritual warfare. It's one of the strongest keys of spiritual warfare is forgiveness. And I'd also suggest to you, Hamilton, take the Lord's Supper in a private way where you Bring your spouse before the Lord and remind God of the blood covenant of Jesus Christ that you have and that you will win your spouse to the Lord. Take the Lord's Supper and remember Jesus. Well, there's a lot to do, but remember to pray in the opposite spirit. Here's another great one from Renee from Missouri City. Breakthrough for lost siblings. Whoa, that's really good too, folks. I love this because we're talking about children. We're talking about spouses. Well, this one is about siblings. This comes really close to my heart. Again, the keys are similar. But I really want to just say, the key is the heart. Is your heart hard? Is your heart bitter? Is your heart weary? If that's the case, then let's work on you first instead of trying to work on your sibling. Let's go to the Lord and let's get washed. Let's get cleansed. Let's get renewed. And that is a place where there will be, because if you get a break, oh, maybe you're starting to get it. Remember at the beginning of this broadcast, I talked about, and particularly with the family, when there's a breakthrough once, There's a seed in that for multiplication. So I want to encourage you in a kind of reverse mindset. I'm not telling you to be selfish, but I'm telling you I know what it's like to get weary in well-doing. And your breakthrough for your sibling will be you going and getting washed and cleansed and worship and just getting renewed and forgive, forgive, forgive. You see, The disciples came to Jesus and they said, how many times do we have to forgive our brother? That was a literal statement. It wasn't how many times do we have to forgive our enemy. It's how many times do we have to forgive my sibling? Did you hear me? That's what that's saying. How many times do we have to forgive those that we're closest to? Because those that we are the closest to are the ones who have the capacity to hurt us the most. 
How many times do we have to forgive our sibling, our brother? Seven times? Jesus said seven times. Seventy. He said, until it quits. I got to tell this story real quick. Here's the way prayer and forgiveness works. It's like a yo-yo. It's got a string, and the string's attached to your hand, and you throw it out, and you forget, but it comes back, and you get hurt again. You throw it out, and it comes back. I'm talking reality and forgiveness and prayer and how to, how to be persistent. You throw it out, it comes back. You throw it out, it comes back. You throw it out, it keeps coming back. You go, how many times? How many times? And then you keep acting in the right spirit with your heart in persistence for your child, for your sibling, for your spouse, and you throw out that yo-yo of forgiveness, and there is a day the string breaks, and you know when it does, and it never returns to you again, and you know you've got breakthrough. Where did the breakthrough come to first? For you, because you're no longer struggling with the bitterness. You're no longer struggling with the hurt. And when you have love, faith works through love. Then you can decree a thing and you call for for that heart of stone because yours just got changed. And in every breakthrough in a family, there's a seed of multiplication. I hope that helps you a little bit, Renee. And that so get your own breakthrough and it will become a multiplication to others. So a person from Italy has said, how can I pray for my salvation? Oh, God bless you. You know, some of us come from traditional church and or religious cultural backgrounds. You know, early in my life, I didn't have the assurance of my salvation. But I loved Jesus and believe me, every opportunity I had, I asked Jesus into my heart. But I did not have the assurance of my salvation until I read the Word of God for myself. So, this dear person from Italy, how can I pray for my salvation? Just say, God, I am a sinner, and I believe that Jesus Christ is God's only Son. I surrender my life to you. I give you all I am and all I hope to be. And I welcome Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior, to come into my heart, to come into my life, and to forgive me. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin, was raised from the dead, and sits at the Father's right hand, and Jesus Christ is Lord. Then you believe it. You believe it. Fact, some of you might just get the assurance of your salvation right now. I hope that this dear person from Italy gets to listen to this podcast. And I pray the blessing of a family breakthrough. Because listen, when there's a breakthrough for one family member, there's the seed in that for multiplication. So guess what? Gibby, I don't know how to pronounce your name in Italy. I believe a door is opening, like with Cornelius, like Joshua declared. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Well, I want you to get a copy of my book, Strike the Mark. 
prayerfully targeted prayers for victory and breakthrough. And if you do it now, you'll get it from my website if you can. You'll get 12 free daily devotional videos sent to you. So I am so thrilled to be able to share these things with you as we are doing the series now on Positioned for Victory and Breakthrough. And this one, episode 29, God Encounters Today podcast, Breakthrough for Your Family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.